O God, on whom our faith rests secure and whose kingdom we await, sustain us by word and sacrament and keep us alert for the coming of the Son of Man that we may welcome him without delay. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in union with the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. When our Jewish brothers and sisters celebrate the Passover, they have a real-life experience of the journey of their ancestors from slavery to freedom in the Promised Land. It's like the celebration of the Eucharist that brings us a share in the death and resurrection of Jesus. A reading from the Book of Wisdom. The night of the deliverance from Egypt was made known beforehand to our ancestors so that they might rejoice in the sure knowledge of the oaths in which they trusted. The deliverance of the righteous and the destruction of their enemies were expected by your people. For by the same means by which you punished our enemies, you called us to yourself and glorified us. For in secret, the holy children of good people offered sacrifices and with one accord agreed to the divine law so that the saints would share alike the same things, both blessings and dangers. And already they were singing the praises of the ancestors. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the following passage from the letter to the Hebrew, it calls us to reflect on the meaning of faith in living in the living of our lives. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Brothers and sisters, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Indeed, by faith, our ancestors received approval. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to set out for a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he set out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he stayed for a time in the land he had been promised, as in a foreign land, living in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For Abraham looked forward to the city that has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith, Sarah herself, though barren, received power to conceive even when she was too old, because she considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one person, and this one as good as dead, descendants were born, as many as the stars of heaven and as innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. And, and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory, Glory to you, o Lord. Lord. 
Jesus said to his disciples, Do not be afraid any longer, little flock, for your Father is pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your belongings and give alms. Provide money bags for yourselves that do not wear out, an inexhaustible treasure in heaven that no thief can reach nor moth destroy. For where your treasure is, there also will your heart be. Gird your loins and light your lamps, and be like servants who await their master's return from a wedding, ready to open immediately when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those servants whom the master finds vigilant on his arrival. Amen, I say to you, he will gird himself, have them recline at table, and proceed to wait on them. And should he come in the second or third watch and find them prepared in this way, blessed are those servants. Be sure of this. If the master of the house had known the hour when the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be prepared. For at an hour you do not expect, the Son of Man will come. Then Peter said to him, Lord, is this parable meant for us or for everyone? And the Lord replied, Who then is the faithful and a prudent servant, whom the master will be put in charge of his servants, to distribute the food allowance at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom this master on arrival finds doing so. Truly I say to you, the master will put that servant in charge of all of his property. But if that servant says to himself, my master is delayed in coming and begins to beat the men servants and the maid servants to eat and drink and get drunk, then that servant's master will come on an unexpected day and at an unknown hour and will punish the servant severely and assign him a place with the unfaithful. That servant, who knew his master's will, but did not make preparations nor act in accord with his will, shall be beaten severely. And the servant who was ignorant of his master's will, but acted in a way deserving of a severe beating, shall be beaten only lightly. Much will be required of the person entrusted with much, and still more will be demanded of the person entrusted with more. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise <laughs> to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning. Good morning, Jack. It was a beautiful evening sitting on the deck last night. No rain, nice cool weather. Beautiful. You know, this weekend has been a weekend full of joy for us here at Good Shepherd. The funeral mass of our beloved Dietrichster yesterday morning, the joy of eternal life, and the baptism of Gabriel Venka yesterday afternoon, the joy of a new earthly life, bookends of joy, earthly and eternal. Back in the 60s, there was a movie named Happy Ending, and one of the hit songs was what are you doing with the rest of your life? I think the gospel readings we encountered last week and this weekend 
pose a similar question for us and raise the stakes. Last week, you may remember, we heard of a man who accumulated lots of stuff in his barn, only to learn that he was about to die. You fool, God said to him, this very night your life will be taken from you. This weekend, Jesus underscores that idea again, telling his disciples to be prepared. Be like servants who await their master's return from the wedding, he says, ready to open immediately when he comes and knocks. Be prepared. You do not know when the Son of Man will return. Be prepared. Be ready to greet the master at the door at any moment, even without warning. Be prepared. But what does be prepared really mean to us? Perhaps part of that readiness involves a change in our focus, a shift in our priorities in life. Early in today's gospel passage, Jesus offers us words that serve as a challenge, especially in our day and age. He says, provide money bags for yourselves that do not wear out, an inexhaustible treasure in heaven that no thief can reach nor moth destroy. For where your treasure is, there also will your heart be. So what do we treasure the most? What is really important to us? And where does God fall on our priority list? There was a couple in Atlanta who read that My Fair Lady was still playing on Broadway in New York City. They wanted to go so badly, so they bought their tickets months ahead of time and planned their vacation. The long-awaited day came for the sold-out play and they flew to New York City. They arrived at the theater, presented their tickets, walked in, and sat down in wonderful seats, seven rows from the front near the orchestra. To the man's amazement, the entire place filled up except the seat right next to him. He was curious about that. So at the intermission, he leaned over in conversation with the lady next to the empty seat and commented how he and his wife had to wait for so many months to get tickets for the performance. When there was such a demand for seats, he said, why would someone not come? Did she have any idea? She replied, yes, as a matter of fact, I do. These two seats are mine. The one, and the one I'm pointing to is the empty seat. You see, that empty seat belonged to my husband, and he died. The man said, oh, I am, I'm so terribly sorry at your loss, but couldn't you have found a friend to come with you? No, she replied, I couldn't. They're all at the funeral home right now. <laughs> Obviously, her treasure and her priority was the play. Treasures are those definite things in our life which take precedence. They have importance over everything else in our life. Maybe you would define them as those things that you know and you feel that you must have to keep your life gone. But yet, as the story suggests, 
It is very telling on a person when the treasure they choose is not the priority that is right. The decisive question we face is, what treasures are we choosing? Are we making efforts toward developing a Christ-like character? The things we hold dear, our treasures, determine the amount of time, the energy, and resources we devote to them. If we value our looks, our education, our jobs, our position, or our relationships, those things become the number one thing in our life. But if we value eternal life, then we should start spending a considerable more amount of time with our Lord, lovingly serving Him. It calls upon us to reconsider our priorities in life. It urges us to give up what we think is valuable to us, our earthly treasures, for what is most valuable in life, the treasures of heaven. The rich man in last week's gospel learned the hard way that you can't take it with you, that you need to be rich in what matters to God. That means being rich in compassion, rich in mercy, rich in love for the poor, the weak, the marginalized, the small, rich in love for respect for life from its beginning to its end. And it also means being generous and giving time to God in prayer. So as Jesus tells us this week, be prepared, be watchful, be open. God is calling us, every one of us, to draw near to him. Be prepared, because none of us, after all, knows when God will call us. So what do we treasure the most? What is really important to us? And where does God fall on our priority list? Are we making ourselves ready to greet God whenever he comes to our door? As the song from the Happy Ending movie says, what are you doing for the rest of your earthly life? Perhaps today, we might ask ourselves, am I ready? And if I'm not, What am I doing about it? Be prepared. Thanks for listening to this week's service. For more information about our church, including upcoming events, please visit us online at goodshepherd-sc.org.